This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. One more person tells me Ferret only York shit, I'm done with this. Hello, Merry Christmas and all that, and welcome to the final regular episode of what has been the most mental year we've had doing this little show. Mad that this started out when we were in Division 6 and we just recorded audio in a pub whenever we got chance. Now look at the state of it. Uh, yes, that's right, the bells are ringing out for Series 8, Episode 57 of 2022, and we're going to end it with a bang rather than with a whimper. 57 episodes. Fuck knows how many people I've offended in that time. Here's some more of the same. Chin chin. Yes, it's been a mental year doing the show. I can't let the start of the show go by without thanking every single person who's watched, listened, guested, come to a live show, got involved in the live shows, interacted with us on social media, bought us drinks, donated to our PayPal. I get a reputation as like some absolute dickhead. I think it's all, it's all Russ's fault. Because he's, he's so nice that someone's got to be a dickhead next to him. But I bumped into someone at the ground yesterday and they were saying how much they like the show and stuff like that. And then as I walked off, I heard him say to his mate, oh, he's actually not as much of a dickhead in person. So more of that next year, please. Before we crack on, it was also very enjoyable to see plenty of you down at Stockport Gin for our Big Fat Quiz panel show thing last week, whatever it was. Thanks to Paul and Cheryl for the venue and the booze, and to our guests Andy James, Sam Byrne and Liam Richardson, and of course to Russ for keeping a semblance of professionalism. Anyway, that's enough rambling. I'm sure that given both myself and my guests are very well lubricated, there'll be plenty more of that. Right, let's get our guest out right after this. This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk. For county fans, by county fans. It's only bloody Ben Walker. Hello, Ben. Nick Lee, how are we? Season's greetings oh. and we'll get that to you. Yul- Yuletide. Tidings or something. Tidings yeah, right, and it. Best, yeah. 
Good to see you again. You too, man. You too. Are we, are we agreed that Boxing Day is the best thing about Christmas? Oh, yeah. I mean, Christmas is probably the worst thing about Christmas. So Boxing yeah. Day is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's right up there. Right up there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely <clears throat> fantastic. And I, I saw you in the court. Before we get onto the football, we'll uh, we'll chat about the courtyard. What were your thoughts? Can, can we ah. agree to call it a courtyard and not a fan zone? Fan zone conjures up images of like face painting and tinfoil. Yeah. I mean, where, where does a fan zone end and a courtyard begin is the kind of eternal question. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll go with courtyard. Um, like, excellent, like without sounding like really patronizing, but like, yeah, top like concept, really, really good. I think that. It's the first time we've done it. It was a sellout crowd. There's inevitably going to be um, problems that need ironing out. You know, the food for the queue, the food for the queue. Spot who's been on the beers. Mm. Yeah. For the food that was, you know, ridiculous. We got there about 20 to 2. Um, kind of geared up for it. Or even at that point, there's probably a 20-minute queue. So we flounced off to the friary making, oh, I'm not coming back here again. Got to the friary and it was closed. So sheepishly came back in, just decided to have some beers. I'd like to think we'll get it right. Uh, it wasn't perfect. I think as a concept, being there, a space in Edgley Park, money going to the club, the beer service was great, good atmosphere, um, thoroughly on board with it, just get the queue for the food sorted out. There was probably 12 service hatches across the thing for food and booze, probably eight of them were booze, needs to be the other way around. Um, but I'm sure we've got people at the club who can address that and get it fixed for our next game. So, yeah, I'm lo- looking forward to using it a little bit more. Good to see yeah, eight days a week um, out there. So I uh, didn't get one yesterday because of the queues, but looking forward to be able to get them down me at the game. What was the uh, toilet report? Because I didn't go and use the toilets in the fan zone, but it's nice. Oh, Is it like oh, festival oh, toilet style thing? Unnervingly clean. Like someone needs to go and disgrace them because they were they were spotless. And, you know, as an ex-festival, too old and bald and fat to go to festivals now. <laughs> Uh, used to go to festivals and you kind of prepare yourself and hold your nose as you go in. But these look like they'd had someone in there after every person had been in. So not encouraging anyone to go and, you know, <laughs> make a show yeah. but bring them down to earth a little bit more for next time. Just wait until the glory holes get carved into them. That'll, that'll change it It needs a bit more graffiti and some stickers, then it'll really feel like home. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to work at a bar in Withington, and I, my first night in there, I went into the little toilet cubicle, and someone had written on the wall. This isn't a whole. Oh, I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. Part yeah. of thing. Someone, someone had written, "When freedom exists, there will be no state." I thought, oh, oh, god, that's a bit, a bit much. Under, yeah. Underneath that, someone had replied with, "Well, maybe the state can free us from the vices of capitalism." I thought, fucking hell, this is escalating. And then underneath, someone had wrote, grow up and get a fucking job. Which <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love. I want something like that. Yeah. Get out your mum's spare bedroom and, yeah, yeah get on with your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But no, yeah, I think, yeah, I think... Fans are yeah, good, mainly, yeah. Like with anything, it just needs a bit of um, person. It felt as if it had just come straight out of the box yesterday, which it had. You know, it was the first time we'd been... We'd been in there. The containers were all new. The signage was all new. Everything was new. Just needs bedding in a little bit. Same with anything. I think, yeah, let's give it a bit of personality. If we, if people go in there, if away fans come in there and put stickers in the toilets, and you know, people, you know, there's like casual co stickers in there or whatever. Don't take them down. Leave them up in there. Give it a bit of personality. 
and a little bit of something that it's not just this bland, you know, kind of new experience. And let's kind of really make it something good. I think what was quite interesting is that I don't know whether they've tried to replicate those kind of Liverpool night, those boss nights where there's obviously a bit of stage there. You know, are they going to get some bands down and they're going to get people to come and, you know, do a bit of a turn before the games, you know, in the same way that obviously Jamie Webster's from Liverpool. Get him down. You know, yeah. That's all we listened to in the running last year, wasn't it? That, um, yeah. That bloody Weekend in Paradise. Weekend in Paradise, that one, yeah. It was all that kind of final five games that the club put out. All the changing room scenes was Weekend in Paradise. Yeah. It's probably a, get Jamie Webster. Maybe we've got our own Jamie Webster in the in the fan base who will get performing in the courtyard for us. That's a jacket in his ukulele. That'll, uh, that'll do, me. I mean, I want to quite go, keep going, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good that they get getting people down down early and stuff like. Like you said, putting putting money in. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's been such a missed opportunity for the club for years, and you know, certainly pre-start, we've not had the means to do it. Um, so yeah, you know, full marks for the club for for trying this kind of thing. It's 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 been one time. I'm not going to lay into it. You know, as much as I do like to lay into things, I'm not going to lay into it. It's been one one game, uh, sellout crowd. So over the next month, couple of months. Let's see it evolve a little bit. Let's get the queuing right. Let's give it a little bit of personality. And I think it could be really good. And like you say, it's more money for the club. Um, you get, I had a better pint there, even in a plastic pint pot, I had a better pint there yesterday than you get in most pubs in Edgeley. So, you know, not bad. Not bad at all. It just goes to show all, all the stuff that Stott said he's done, that he has done. And then there's just bonus stuff like that that wasn't on the original... Yeah. If you're listening or watching, Mark, we've heard a rumour that you want to come on. Come on, let's get it done. Contact at scarfbegarawar.co.uk and, and we'll sort it out. We can even come to you. You know, we, we're not fussy. Russ, Russ drives, so it's fine. Uh, Ryan Moore has said... It's got it all. A live mic with Daz, Sim- Daz Sampson at the county courtyard. So I, I, he can finally bring that song out that he's going to do when they got promoted. That we were meant to be on and never happened. That could have that could have been my taste of chart stardom. Right onto the game then. Uh, thoughts first half. Them, them two chances early on. We put for me. We put them away, and it's oh, it's that we're going to be getting oh, the five one that you bet on. Yeah, Paddy Adams. Yeah, yeah. I put. I think I saw you before the game, and I said that the last two home boxing games that have been in front of crowds with um we won five one. We beat Halifax in twenty nineteen. Osborne hat trick. Then last year we were beat, excuse me, beat Alty 5-1. So stuck a bet on, I think we're going to win 5-1 again. And honestly, I think if Paddy had put that chance away early on, we could have gone on and done that. I mean, we had the chances even in the last 20 minutes of the game, let alone over the 90 minutes to win 5-1. Wasn't to be, 2-0. Um, yeah, but yeah, the first half was a bit of a non-event, bit drab, bit, you know, we were, we were on top without ever really looking as good as we can be. Got nothing from crew. Uh, second half, we were just really good. Just, I was thinking about this before, knew enough coming on tonight, that we're just, there's never any kind of jeopardy in those games now that you just know that we're going to win, which is a really unusual feeling for us, even despite the last kind of year or two that we've had where we've been consistently solid and really good. That <clears throat> it's just a, such a strange feeling having that confidence that we are going to win those games against the kind of, not even the fodder teams, just the the middling, no real threat teams that 
we will come, we're strong enough to win those games. So, it's, yeah, it's really enjoyable to see us do that push on uh, ahead of what is a tough, tough game on whatever day it is, the 29th. I don't know what day it is today, but then the 29th, Walsall. Well, it's something about like perineum time, isn't it? Where you're like halfway in between the testicles of Christmas and exactly the so. anus of New Year's Day. Yeah. Horrible description, but very apt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horrible's all I've got. It's it's just been since since last Wednesday. I just don't think I've stopped drinking. Right, and and Andy invited us back to Notion after him. We're up until I've uh, I've got uh, dark fruits and I've got me uh me mini mini rums as well. So yeah, yeah. So just just anything. I'll I'll just have anything. Just, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not fussed. Back at work tomorrow. So tremendous not to in it not to in it i've even got to get a pint amazing actually getting to get a pint at half time was just such just so new actually not having to have a horrible time well, i went because yeah we went to so we got to the courtyard didn't get food didn't even bother to be honest after the initial queue thought oh, fuck it we'll just have some beers instead and then got in the ground at about 22 3 thought i oh, will just get a pie in the ground at least it's you know what you're getting it's fine I, do you know what? The service in there is still a shambles. Don't want to, you know, there's loads to be positive about. Courtyard's great, on the pitch is great, stadium looks fantastic, all of that. Someone, please sort out the service on the Cheetland Concourse because it's just beyond pathetic. Like, and it, it, it's so obvious how easy it could be to sort as well. It, Anyone who's responsible for that spend half an hour before a game or at half time just observing it and not as a means to go in and bollock the staff for being slow. They are slow, but it's not about that. Just looking at ways to improve where people stand once they've ordered their food, once they've ordered their food, where do they go next? Rather than just standing there doing nothing and holding up the queue. Move them along to the side, have a it's just so poor. And to go and pick up a pie. Nothing else, literally, I'll have a pie, please. Takes like 15, 20 minutes where there's only about six people ahead of you in the queue. Just come on, it's not hard. Get it right. Get it right. Let's have uh, pints pre poured as well. That would make such a difference. I mean, yeah. it, was, it wasn't a problem in the courtyard because the, the, the drinks bar was moving very quick. But yeah, yeah. it's just so, like, obviously, you go to, you've been to a lot of gigs and festivals and stuff like that. It's just common sense. It makes such a difference. It does. It does. You know, and well, I say it's, you know, in the past we've had a lot more to moan about. So stuff like this feels like we're being really petty, but it does affect it that, you know, I only buy something out of the ground now out of necessity. I said for years when we used to have like the dog burgers and the warm flat carling, I'm not going to spend a penny in the ground. And I didn't for about 15 years. Since we've got decent beer and we've got decent food on, I've been more willing to spend money, but I don't now because it's such an obstacle and obstruction trying to get hold of something because the staff are so half-arsed, they're on the phones, they're chatting, they're just milling about or just dawdling. The queues are so slow. It's organised so badly. Come on, we're almost there. Let's put that little bit extra in and get it right and um, I can find something else to moan about because there's always something, isn't there? There's always something, isn't there? There's always something. Um, so back, back onto the game then. Uh, was your man of the match? Because uh, was it was it uh, Paddy Madden who got it? I mean, you could have made a case for pretty much everyone, I think, apart from Ben Hinchley, who could have fought for Yeah, like, if if in doubt, give it Madden. Uh, and generally, he deserves it because he's yeah. 
There's something else, isn't it, you mad dude? Um, a lot of people have said Rydell. I think he was he was good. To be honest, I think he does. I know when we play Charlton at home, Collar got a hat-trick. So he's always going to get man of the match because he scored a hat-trick. But being belligerent and awkward, I would have given it Rydell because I think he was fantastic. Um, and since he's coming back into the team again, Swindon in the cup over the last six weeks or so, he's been outstanding. Um, he's played 50 games for us already. He's only 21. I put on the board earlier, his delivery from corners is as good, is Premier League standard. You know, the way that you, know, you set collar up, you think back to the Bolton game, and he put it right on Palmer's head. And if you watch the replay of Palmer's goal against Bolton, it's kind of, it's at that height where it's above defenders, but it's dipping, it's whipped, it's fast. We've not had that probably, certainly in the last, I can't remember who used to put corners in like that. Maybe John Jeffers, so he, what, 30 years ago, 25 years ago. So I think Rydell um, was excellent, has been excellent recently and was excellent yesterday. Um, everyone was good second half, but um, I think Rydell is really, really stepping up and looking something special at the moment. Yeah, it's, just, it's scary that he's only 21, isn't it? Just absolutely yeah, really. terrifying that. Yeah, he's brilliant. Well, he's got so much potential as well. You know, and he's not, yeah. he's not someone who until recently has ever kind of put in 10 out of 10 displays. He's always been kind of slightly under the radar, seven out of tens, you know, and just being a bit of an unsung hero. But now he's he's cranking that up a little bit. And I think where we used to, where we had Southam Hales, who was hitting those heights, certainly early days of Challoner and dare I say under Stevie Rusk, um, Rydell's kind of getting to that level now. So... Yeah, really excited. Hopefully he gets a good run in the team and excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, everyone was a bit excited to sign Callum McDonald, who looked decent, but he's just, it'd be interesting to see if we do extend his contract. I'm, I'm guessing not, the way things are at the moment. Well, he's not playing. No, that's it. And when Rydell, when we, when we made some changes yesterday, it was Hippolyte moving to left wing back, so we've got that option as well. So was he on the bench yesterday, McDonald? Uh, I'm not sure he was, no. So he's not even making the bench because we've got a player like Hippolyte who can move about, play three or four different positions. There's no there's no need. I'd, I'd like, I said it before, yeah. it, but I'd like to see Hippolyte at like left centre back as well, Hippolyte. I think he could do a job there. That's him in goal, just for the crack. <laughs> yeah, he could have done yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, big, big asterisks by it, just in case anyone thinks they're being serious. One, I'm not. <laughs> but also, um, Hinchliffe. I mean, I'm probably his biggest fan. I think he's outstanding what a servant he's been for the club you know even when he's been dropped he's just kind of you could see when Ethan Ross was in goal last season and Yaros was in goal this season um the end of the games at clean sheets or big moments Hinchliffe was like their biggest supporter was their biggest you know we straight over them hugging them high five at the end of the game and then you know never seemed you know you know what he's like privately but certainly professionally it never seemed to get him down that he missed out on the big moments against Bolton and Leicester and whatever um, yeah, so I got over a bit of a tangent here, but let's one, let's not play Hippolyte. Tan tangents but, are what I like the most, so carry but on. Two, Hinchliffe for me is our absolute number one. Um, he's not one mistake away from being dropped and Yaros coming back in, he is a catastrophic run of you know, error after error after error from potentially losing his spot. Um, He's just 
ace. You look at how many clean sheets he's kept, how assured we are. Um, people say, oh, well, it's it's because we've had a settled back four or five since he's been in goal. Well, I say it's the other way. He's bought that calmness and everything else. And look at how much Horsefall has excelled from having a reliable, assured, confident and a number one behind him who communicates. And the whole team is fed off that. Um, and yeah, he's our number one and should be absolute minimum end of this season. I'd get him signed up again next year as well. And he as our number one. He's, is it 298 games now? He'll be he'll be hitting. It's closing in on Tiger Balls, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger Balls probably the greatest named player we've ever had. Um, yeah, unfortunately not. Well, apart from uh, Mickey Wardrobe. Yeah, and uh, there was a, there was a Doctor Blades very early on as well. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, but yeah, I do think I'd you know I can put again on merit. You know, Ben shouldn't get be the number one appearance making keeper out of sympathy or whatever. But he's not. He's doing it on merit. He's he's the best for me. You know, I, I always have this argument on the board that. He's our greatest, one of our great, he's probably our greatest ever number one. And then people say, well, no, he's not. Paul Jones is better. Well, of course he is. Paul Jones is a better keeper. And Lee Jones was probably a better keeper because they played at championship and league one level. But it's not about best ever and greatest are two very different things. You look at everything that Ben's done for us over seven years, very soon to be seven years. All the clean sheets he's got, two promotions, the journey he's been on from a, non-league, uh, National League North keeper, and but, you know, easy to dismiss him as a truck driver, to now a very competent, confident um, football league keeper. There's nobody better. For, for me, certainly in the in the 30 years of watching County, we've never had a greater number one than Hinchliffe. We've had better keepers. Right. Like Paul Jones is clearly, objectively, a better keeper because he played in the Premier League and internationally, but as a all-round thing which he's offered the club, Hinchliffe's way out on his own. Absolutely. And it, it really gets me that his distribution is what people criticise him for, but, I mean, it's never been that bad, I don't think. But no. particularly yesterday, I think it was his, his best game ever distribution-wise. I think he must have had 100% completion. Yeah, he was like prime 2009 Iniesta or something, wasn't he? Once some of those passes he was picking. Um, yeah, he's just such a lazy stick to beat him with. Um, you know, he could pull off you know, a string of incredible saves and plucking corners and decision-making. Then he's going, distribution shit. Fuck off, idiot. Yeah, he's not. He's great. He's quality. And like, look at everything he's achieved with us. And there's so many people who are still willing to put the boot in on him. Um, we don't get it. And then we bring in some giddy child on loan who makes mistake after mistake after mistake not saying Yaros but we could do and yeah I don't, know, I don't get it I don't get it yeah I think we'll be very uh, very thankful for what we've got Akil Wright again yesterday just know, a couple of times where crew tried to, that was all they had just trying to get him behind on the counter and he was just smart yeah. to it every time I mean considering he came in as I think most of us expected him as backup to Crowsdale yeah, and just made that position his own now. He's got to be one of the first on the team sheet, surely. Yeah. It looks like he could step up another level as well. Um, yeah. I, you know, and what I like about him <coughs> is that, <coughs> excuse me, if he does make a mistake, which is very rare, that doesn't phase him, he, he doesn't put him off his game, he doesn't just 
boot it forward next time he gets the ball. He still does that incredible, really confident when he steps in and goes forward and glides past people. Doesn't put him off his game. Um, and I think, you know, a year ago, if he was playing National League North, you know, I know that was only a league below us a year ago, but yeah, absolute credit to him and credit to whoever spotted him um, and has seen the potential in him because he's great. And what I like about him as well, he's got that potential to be a proper cult hero as well, that he's undoubtedly a good guy, a good player, but he's got that something about him which makes him stand out that, um, like, you know, I mean, he's probably a better player than Festus Arthur, but Festus had it. He was a cult hero. Um, we've had loads of them over the years and he's got that something about him, which is which is really nice to see. Yeah. Don't tend to panic when I see him on the, on the ball either. Compared to Liam Hogan a lot of the time over the last couple of seasons, when, yeah. when he kind of brought the ball out of defence, you did think, oh, oh he'd have yeah. a tendency to overrun it and clatter into a stupid challenge or something. But with that, he just looks yeah. so, like you said, bringing the ball, it looks so composed. It's great. That's, he, he, I think he almost, he almost knows his limit of... You know, he can step in, he'll go forward, take it 10, 15 yards, and then he'll play a simple pass, which will move the team forward, move us up the pitch, and we'll progress and we'll hopefully go on and do whatever we do. Whereas with Hogan, it seemed to be he was always looking for an extra pass or an extra five yards or looking to ping it 50 yards, which he didn't which he generally didn't have in his like his skill set to do. Um and we ended up losing possession or giving away a foul or something, which would immediately put us on the back foot, which would mean the 20 yards he's made up was a, was pointless because we're then we're retreating 10 yards for a free kick and the ball's going over our heads. So, yeah, I think Akil, I think it's a big it's a big quality in a player who knows that, you know, he's, he's got that confidence to take people on, but then can also just play that simple pass to someone like Crowsdale, who we know is ultra-reliable and ultra competent on the ball who can then pass it on to Hippo who will take us forward and then you know we've got Wotton and Madden who can cause serious damage we're just really I don't know, competent makes it sound like we're treading water but we're just so effective and um yeah dangerous almost like quietly dangerous I think we are we're not one of those teams who you know we're not kind of like Arsenal 2003 who just blitz everyone 5-0 we are just this really quietly dangerous quietly competent team who most clubs will struggle to deal with you know we saw orient came beat us probably you know a lot of people have said that we were the better team i think they, they're the benchmark they were really good i thought that beckles at the back was you know we didn't get past him all day didn't get anything out of him um did took the chances and punished us you know, I think, that, but apart from that, since certainly since we turned the corner against um, after Grimsby, we've no one's got near us apart from Orient. That's it. I mean, it's, it's again like third year in a row, we're doing it against League One sides as well. We just look so so much better than some of our parts. We just no no one will fancy playing us. No one. Exactly. Exactly. That. I mean, the, the, the two Walsall games are going to be very interesting because they're another side that are in, in similar form to us, doing very well. So, Weirdly, I'm, I'm more excited for the uh, the cup game because obviously, you know, the, the prize for winning that both yeah. financial and then the chance a better chance of getting a big tie in the next round. You think oh, kind of mouthwatering that? I, I hope we start, start signing a few more tickets for that one. 
We get Fleetwood at home or something, won't we? It, well, that would be just very us or Forest Green away or, or just something. Yeah. But even Fleetwood, Fleetwood at home would do me because then that's a, you know, against the league, a League One side, we tend to do well against them. So then you'll also the um, Scott, Scott Brown's the manager there now, isn't he? So imagine the hatred towards him. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think a few people yeah. in the team would actually explode through kind of anger. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, I forgot yeah. he was there now, and it was Joey Barton before that. So either, either yeah. way, either, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. Um, it's, it's nice mother, to have that pantomime villain, isn't it? Yeah, my mother-in-law bought me um, FIFA for Christmas. Um, she does it every year, <clears throat> so I've been playing. <laughs> excuse me, I've been playing it the last few days. So I thought I'll just ease myself and I'll play with County in a cup run. And um, I don't know if it's kind of geared up because they. No, it can't be because they wouldn't know the cup run when it's released. But anyway, I got Swindon in the first round of the FA Cup, as we did, beat them. Come we got in the second round. Um, I come we got, the, got Charlton in the third round, which we got in the second round. But then we got Burnley away in the fourth round in FIFA. We beat them 2-1. Um, so you'd take that, wouldn't you? Bloody hell. Burnley away. Any result you'd take away, but beat Burnley away. In the fourth round, in the third, fourth round, third round, whatever it was, um, and that would be, that would be good. Burnley away. Just think, Vincent Company could have bought County, and then he's going to be mm. managing us, managing Burnley to a defeat against us in the cup. There we uh, go. It's funny how life works out, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was, he, I thought he was a terrible pundit on the World Cup as well, as if, as if it's relevant. Yeah. So there we go. Stay late, Yeah. 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 Uh, seeing as we've uh, we've waxed lyrical about uh, about players, this this is a question posed by Sarah on Facebook. As uh, you know, everyone's sick of women being objectified, aren't they, Ben? And you know, I mean, after all, as well, we're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men. <laughs> So if you had to have a, a Tommy evening, laugh, of, still makes me laugh. I, 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 I'll never say honestly that that yeah. is in in a year of like amazing stuff for both the podcast and for County. That's just been the highlight of my year. That yes, yeah. yeah, more of that, please. But yeah, if you had to have a torrid evening of lovemaking with one of the current squad, who would it be and why? Because this is our audience level now. Um, Jackman. When you say what's the what's the boundaries of lovemaking? Where does that end and begin? Well, I mean, what, what do you want to do? Who is? Go out yeah, for a nice have to go, go for a pint, shake hands, and go home. No, no, I, th- I think we're going a bit beyond. You, you get in the bit of a, of a, No, I can have a bit of a touch though, if you want. I mean, if you're interested, I'd go Crowsdale because he's unselfish, isn't he? <laughs> I think he'd be happy with whatever my choices were. Yeah, I've, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll leave that one with you, Nick. I'll leave that ball in your particular court. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm a married man. I'm a married man with two chick kids. I can't be speculating about which Stockport County footballer I'd like to um, do things with. So yeah. I mean, if I'll this was like circa '96, then we know what you've answered. Oh, I'm from. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Who's doing very, very well at Darlington at the moment as well? The top of the league, I believe. What a man! What a man! Yeah. Yeah, what I, don't, I don't tend to keep an eye on on non-league and what have you, but it's yeah, it's great. Well, where he's involved, well. I keep an eye on like his daily movements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I think he he knows it as well now because I speak to his. Well, 
I think I speak to his son. I message his son regularly on Twitter. Um, and, you know, I've located his, like, various items of his um, career, like various shirts. I know what he's got now. So, <clears throat> just a matter of time, isn't it? Speaking of shirts, bear with me, bear with me. Oh, yes. Pick this one up yesterday, shirt fans. Um, oh, I forgot. Here we go. Match one. Oh, hello. Yeah. Like, see, the, the amateurs amongst you would say it's the shirt we wore against Macclesfield in the 6-0, but it's not for two reasons. One, not that one. The TFG against Mac. Oh, God, I'm doing a mirror here. The TFG against Mac didn't have the square around it, but also it didn't have the white band around the sponsor. And also we had a different back of shirt sponsor in 0607 rather than 0506. Boring, kind of non-reward, low game. Um, whose shirt was it? Have a guess. 0607. I mean, I, 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 I just saw the name on the back. So Can we give it away? As you, as you turned it over. But we'll, we'll have a look in the comments and see if anyone's... Uh... First, first person to spot it gets, I don't know, literally nothing. But it's our go. approval. And yeah. what, what more could you ask for? We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll retweet something. Well, I, I mean, I, I saw I saw the surname, but I'm I'm right. Well, I, I saw Robinson on the back of the oh, shirt. Is it Marvin? No, Marvin was 0405. This was was he? Um, reliable, ever present in 0506 left back Mark Robinson. Do you remember him? I don't remember Mark Robinson. In 05, I remember Mark. The season we stayed up under Jim. Against Carlisle and all that, we had a left back called Mark Robinson who wore number three, and he was again at that stage reasonably competent. Didn't make too many gaffes like most of them, but had an outrageous free kick on him from the left, and then played every game 05-06. Crucially, when we play, remember the game, Dicko scored away at Berry when we won one nil. Schmeichel was in goal. Yes, um, yeah. scored late on. What's forgotten is about that was eighty sixth minute. About three minutes later, Berry went up the other end. And had one cleared off the line, and Robinson cleared it. And then 06, 07, Robinson played maybe 10, 15 games first half of the season, and then disappeared um, in favour of Michael Rose. Fairly fair enough, Michael Rose's class. Makes sense, yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, put people out of the misery. There we go. I think my mind is being, uh, Robinson. Is being polluted by Mark Robertson. Yes, Australian. Ex-friend yeah. of the show? Friend of the show? Ex yeah, yeah. I, think he's, I think he's still our friend. Yeah. I don't think he's he just come on here and fucked off and gone, right, I'm having yeah. nothing to friend do with you. Official friend of the show. Yeah, official friend of the show, like yourself. Yeah. There we go. Mark Robinson. It's mad how I can just remember all this, all the shite we've had in non-league and then just forget someone who actually contributed to something for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, some guy messaged me saying, I've got this shirt, do you want it? Obviously not for free. Like, do you want to buy it off me? So, not really, because I've got like five of those player-worn shirts already. But the reason I bought that one, um, apart from like my crippling shirt addiction, is I used to deliver pizzas to Mark Robinson when he played for us. I used to work at Domino's in Altrincham. Um, and I went to him, what he ordered a pizza one night, and I went to him and he opened the door and I was like, oh, you're Mark Robinson. As if, like, he was fucking Pele or something. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm a county fan. Um, and he, to be fair, he was great. He always he was always had a really good chat. 
nice guy. Um, used to see him walking his dog. He lived in Timperley. So that's why I bought it, really. Um, Personal connection. Exactly that. Yeah. Other pizzas are available as well. And, and most yeah. of them are probably better than Domino's as well. Yeah, we used to work at Pizza Rot as well. I like to, well, I'd say I like to tell people. I've literally never said this out loud before. Like, headhunted to work for... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus... Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Domino's. It's because um, Pizza Hut was shut down. I can't believe you crossed the divide. That's, uh, I did. See, yeah, seeing like, you in a new uh, light now. Like Dennis Law in the seventies or nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you bang a back healing against Pizza Hut? Exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So on to well, yes, all the all the. Uh... There's been, I think it was mentioned on the commentary, which we won't know about because we, we were there. But by the sound of it, John John Kieran described that there was going to be a, a marquee signing. On if it's not striker signing on on New Year's Day. All right, I'm being very careful what I say. <laughs> First because time ever. Haven't established on previous episodes. Um, I get told off for saying things. I know. Yeah. I'd love it to be Shimanga. Still. I would. Yeah. Like to me, if we sign Shimanga, that's. Is that the biggest signing of almost like of my county supporting time in the last 30 years in terms of a statement as a player who's potentially on the. Rather, maybe Madden. Who, so, who's, yeah. been our, who's been our kind of top. Marquis, and I hate that phrase because it's such a made-up nonsense bullshit phrase. But like, who's our marquee signings of the last twenty-five years? Because Armstrong wasn't, Flynn wasn't, Francis wasn't. No, None of the names players were. So you're looking at maybe Ian Moore. His club record was, you know, from a comparable division. Maybe Ian Moore was. Beckett wasn't. He was promising youngster. Um, yeah. Dickinson wasn't, none of Roe, Pilkington, none of them were. So you're Even looking Peter at... Thompson, I wouldn't say was as either. Who's that, sorry? I mean, I know we spent money on Peter Thompson, but it's not like anyone no. had ever heard of him before. No, Baker was, again, was a good... Oh, shit, he's a good player. But he wasn't that kind of, right, he's the one to drive us forward for the next three or four seasons. I honestly mm. think like Madden was... The only thing you could maybe say against Madden was that he's a bit older than... Ideally, he would be. It's kind of his last big contract. Yeah. I honestly think if we signed Shimanga, it would be up there as one of our biggest ever state, you know, kind of statement of intent signings, um, whatever that means. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if we will. I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. And 
three or four weeks ago, I would have put my house on it that we were signing Shimanga from some of the stuff that I'd heard. Um, hopefully we do, but I don't know. Other than from... that, and um, yeah, another name which has been mentioned a lot, I believe, was at Edgeley Park yesterday. Yeah, and Sam Byrne has also tweeted that the reports from Millwall's end that two bids have been accepted from for striker Isaac Alafe. Leave yeah, County in the mix again for the centre forward. He was a target late in the summer and fits the mould of what the club want with Gillingham. Also interested, newly newly minted Gillingham, who have got new American yeah, owners who did all season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do with a new striker, couldn't they? Because the other ones clearly yeah. aren't working. They've scored six goals and it's New Year's Eve in three days or something. Have you, have you seen the the video of their new owners in America? Yeah. And it's, it's just like a hostage situation, isn't it? It's just like some out of the Fred West archives, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's. I mean, they're, well, they're apparently, um, excited, but Isaac was at Edgeley Park yesterday. Um, he was spotted by various people, so hopefully, we did enough to convince him this is the right move. If he's, I don't know if he's. I mean, He's, he's, he's 23. He had a decent loan spell with Sutton last season. It seems like he's one with the potential to grow. He's not He's not going to come in expecting to play every week at first, you wouldn't imagine. He knows he's going to be a bit of a rotation option to start with. But it's yeah, the kind of ideal profile. It'd be nice to get a striker done early. And then if, if it is true that Shimanga is asking for silly money, <clears> if it gets towards the end of the window and he's still not got a move, he might be more more amenable and if he doesn't then signed. we're sorted get him signed i I've, 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 I've probably talked about him on here before that is a not you know people say he's not, he's not played in the football league he's not got a record and all that i don't care like dickinson didn't have a record in the football league before he came to us tommy rowe pilkington didn't none of those players mm. did um will collar didn't you know there's quite a few shimanga for me was the best player we ever faced in non-league. Um, and I include Vardy in that. I'm not, I always have to caveat that. He's not, I'm not saying he's better than Vardy, but when we played those, in terms of the two perform or the performances, those two players putting against us, Shimanga was better. Um, and I know he's had his injury and people say, oh, he's got to go and prove himself. Well, if he goes and proves himself again at Chesterfield, he's going to cost a million. If he has another, he has, if he starts playing for the rest of the season or next season, and he bangs in another 25 goals, then we're never, ever, ever going to get him because he's going to cost a fortune. Um, yeah, get him. Go and get him. Get the big Where one. else would you like to see us do a bit of business then? Because I, I think backups for both Wotton and Madden would be, would be well, nice. Well, yeah, that's it. That, that was the worry that, certainly since the summer, that if Madden or Wotton... Well, like we, we saw it when Madden got his daft red card. <clears throat> that we played Crankshaw and Wharton or Jennings or whatever, and we look pretty limp up front. Um, so I think if if this Alafe comes in or Shimanga comes in, then we're laughing up front. Um, midfield, we've, you know, we've still got people like Lemonay Evans, and I think he's great. And people talk about him moving on in the in January. I'd re, I'd like to see him stay. I think we've not seen anything near what we could get out of him. We've got Collar Crowsdale. We've got bloody Sarsovic on the bench. Um, I think Crowsdale, if he goes, if he got injured, he's a massive loss because he's so good. We've got Akil Wright, but then who replaces Akil Wright if he goes? Maybe Brown. 
Um, yeah. Or Bardsley, maybe. I, I, cause yeah, I, I can yeah. see Bardsley playing as a right centre-back more than I can as a wing-back, in, in our system, anyway. Yeah. Look, on the left wing or left midfield, who have we got? We've got Hippo, who plays that role. Possibly Rydell. Um, maybe something over that way. Crankshaw kind of swaps sides sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, there's there's no there's no obvious. We are crying out for a player on that. You know where we are glaringly short. But yeah, striker in. Striker's got in a position of strength in terms of our form, isn't it? Where you know we're not desperate to be picking players up, but if, if the right players there, then yeah. And I think you know, as well, I don't, I don't think Sars is finished either. There's been talk no. that he might move on, but he's no, he's nowhere near finished here. No, and we saw under, remember under Jim, like we very very rarely got, well, we virtually never got red cards, and we very rarely got any muscle injuries um, or people with hamstrings and stuff. And then under Rusk, we had this kind of we you know. I mean, admittedly, some of them were overturned, but we had this glut of red cards. And then we had loads of seeming like muscular injuries and hamstrings and things, which kind of held us back and players being out. And then under Challoner, you know, certainly the start of this, seeing the loads of red cards. But that all seems to have settled down now where we're not getting players sent off. We're not getting muscle injuries. And I know Southam Hales went off yesterday, but hopefully we get that settled that balance again, which we not really had too much over the past kind of couple of years and everything settles down and we can call on players week in, week out to, to do a job for us. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, it must, must be frustrating for Southern Hales because he, he he is on the end of a fair few robust challenges, shall we say, yeah. but it's, it must be frustrating for him to be picking up with these just as he's getting back into the form he was in this time last year and then it's another injury. Very frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with someone like him, that you know, when he first came, on, and certainly under Rusk as well, that such a big part of his game was that outrageous pace that we saw from him, where he was so quick. You know, we'd never seen anything like it. I remember, I think it was against Woking when we came back in those like horrible limited capacity games. He closed the keeper down at one point. And I thought he, I thought he was going to take off. He was so like he'd never seen a player move as quickly, and he doesn't yeah. really play that game under Challoner. He he plays a very different game. He's not on the overlap and all that kind. Of, or he is, but not to the extent he was under Rusk. And um, yeah, I do worry that that injury he had against Wealdstone last year, and then he's had a couple of little bits and pieces since then. And if he's had another one now, that are we re- are we ever going to see? the kind of the true potential of him because for me that when he was that fully fit firing south and hales he was our our probably potentially our best player um and he seems to have kind of struggled to get not saying he's been bad he's not at all he's been you know really consistent but he's not kind of really hit the heights i would have liked to have seen him hit over the last kind of few months so hopefully this is a non-injury he's back on against walsall um and we get, yeah, we see the best out of him. Well, we're on the subject of Macaulay Southern Hales. There was a video that did the rounds from the celebrations after the Halifax game of, of him doing a little lap dance for uh, for a teammate. I've been searching for that for reasons that no one really needs to know. Yeah. But if, if anyone can... Yeah, it's on, the, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's on the, um, the final five. 
video. You know, the club is it? inside County. Because I watched it the other week. Um, because I watch it quite often because it's like deserves an Oscar. That it's brilliant, like, yeah, it's so good. Um, and I don't know if it's the full uncut 10 pm plus triple X rated South and Hales lap dance, but there is definitely a moment. I remember because I remember watching it and I can't remember who the player is. It's someone kind of really, um, like he wouldn't who wouldn't really be reciprocal. It's someone like Ash Palmer or Hinchliffe or someone he does it to, yeah. rather than it being someone like Quigley who would make a big joke out of it. It's someone really yeah. awkwardly sat there having this lap dance. But it's, I'm sure there's a clip of it on that. I think it might fire. be Ryan Rydell thinking about it. He's too young, isn't he? He'd be underage. Well, that's, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And ended up on that list again. Yeah. Oh, down the groove changing room, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd like to carry on with the show. I'm going to be in, in my room with my laptop doing some stuff. I'm, I'm going to have to dig that out after. Yeah, oh, that's. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad. You, I knew you were the man to come to to shed some light Speaking on, this, on, on the Do you want, do you want some stats, happened. Nick? Do you want some stats? We, we all want stats, mate. We all we want stats. Let's throw some stats out there. Mm. So, um, I went back to. Quick question for you. Quick question for you. I'll, 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 I'm going to let me start this whole section again. So this 20, what year are we in? 2022, with our two goals yesterday, is now our highest scoring calendar year um, since I could be asked going back, which was about 20 years. Uh, how many goals do you reckon we've scored in this calendar year? All comp So football, so well, conference, football league, FA Cup, FA Trophy. So everything except the Senior Cup. Right. Oh. So, I'm trying to think. How, I mean, this is a proper stab many, in the dark. How many goals? It's got, I'd say it's pushing 100. It's got to be, on it? We've had, a, few, we've had a fair few, like fours or fives this calendar year. What are you going for? I'm, 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 I'm going 96. 96 is incorrect. Is, well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect to get it exactly right because there's a lot of numbers to pick from. Off. It's um, our two goals yesterday took it to 102. Um, but what's quite interesting, what's quite what I quite like about this. So, before yesterday, we scored a hundred goals in twenty twenty two. In twenty twenty one, we scored a hundred goals. In twenty twenty, can't really count it because of COVID. So forget that. But in twenty nineteen, we also scored exactly a hundred goals. Um, so this is our highest scoring season goal, our highest scoring calendar year, certainly of this century um, since the millennium. Um, and I would imagine possibly ever. That's a bold claim, and it needs someone with more time on their hands than me to figure it out. But so we've got 102 this year, 100 last year, 39 the year before, 100 the year before that, 96 the year before that. Da, 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 da. What was our lowest scoring calendar year since the turn of the century, do you reckon? It's got to be what's. Oh, I... It's either when we dropped out of League One or dropped out of League out of the Football League. It's got to be one of them two because we were piss poor both seasons. Yeah. So, well, which was more piss poor? So I'm going. What what year did we drop out of the Football League? Was that 2012? 10 11. So May 11. 10, 11. Of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying 2010 then because we had, we had one relegation, then we were on the way to another. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. 2010, we scored 38 goals. 
um, in the year. So across probably, what would we have played? Probably 50 games. We scored 38 goals. Um, the next lowest was 2015. We got 54 goals. But yeah, between 2009, 2011, we got like 130 goals in three calendar years. And we've got 102 in the last calendar year alone. Tell you what, these new fans don't know how good they've got it, do they? Do they do not know they're born. They do not know they're born. Yeah. On a similar tip, Nick, who has scored the most calendar, who has scored the most goals for us in a calendar year since I could be asked looking these things up? Well, I see, I, I know I know the answer to this because we discussed it before. So maybe we'll uh we'll let the people in the comments like to do that and we'll just vamp for a bit while they uh while they make yeah. some guesses. Alex Alex Skinner suggests Paddy Madden. Is he correct, Ben? Well he's he's laid his chips down early. Let's um let's see if there's any counter on Madden. Anyone? Well you are um, in the YouTube comments just I'm don't forget to press the like button all that. Not yeah, yeah yeah it's it's not Liam Dickinson. Let's just nip that in the bud straight away. Yeah. Like as as good as his no Ryan Ryan Moore there, even though, yeah, all his goals were at the back end of the season, but no, in calendar year, no. Uh, Francis, no, we're talking since the turn of the century, so 2000. And even if we weren't talking turn of the century, I don't think Francis would get anywhere near this. No, no, it, it's it, this is some spectacular numbers uh, that we're Baker. talking about, isn't it? Oh, no, yeah. I don't think it barely hit double figures for us in a season, Baker. Yeah, no, no. It's um, I mean, is it? If it helps, it's, is it not a player we've mentioned? Should we, we have well? a, a rundown of top three? Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Top three. So, in twenty nineteen, no, in twenty eighteen, with nineteen goals, Matty Warburton. Um, twenty three goals in twenty twenty two was Paddy Madden, but way out on his own in two thousand and two with twenty seven goals, John. CC is bang on with Luke Beckett, way out there on his own. Well done, John CC. You have won nothing, nothing tangible, but our respect and admiration, which exactly probably that. better than any. What would yeah. you rather have, like our respect and admiration, or like a bottle of Stockport gin or something? I bet, I bet when the players get the man of the match and get handed a bottle of gin, they're like, no, no, I just want respect and admiration. There's Nick and Ben, oh. get them on. Everybody, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting them to present this award. Yeah. Jason Oswell was suggested, but Brett Angel, you can you can stop suggesting them. Well, yeah. especially if you stop suggesting the, the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've got it. You got... Top I've told you, John, you win our respect and admiration. Yeah. That's that, that's all you're getting, mate. That's literally nothing. Uh, Ryan Moore said he'll take a crate of Scandia Lager. Well, we all, you would do, mate, but you you yeah. said Jason Oswell, so you, you're getting nothing for that. Oh god, that, that was some good little. We, we should we should do more of this. I think we should, we should this is really awkward. Nick. I do apologise, but my um my son is screaming upstairs, so I need to go and tend to him. So I'm gonna have to make a quick dash. You go and do that. Well, is he is he screaming Luke Beckett? Yeah, it's bloody Luke Beckett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you you go you go and deal with that, and I'll. I'll, I'll be back in like twenty seconds. If needs be. Yeah, I'll just I'll just carry on getting pissed up. So all right. Yeah, so don't forget to like the video on YouTube. It helps push us up the when you type in county on YouTube, that means that we'll pop up, which is a double edged sword, really, because some people might like it, some people might not. Very acquired taste, just like this rum that I'm drinking. Also, the podcast will be out in about an hour or so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on the Fan Hub app. 
anywhere you can get your podcasts, it'll be on there. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. And get in touch at contact at scarfbegarawar.co.uk as well. And maybe you can be like our Manchester City email of the other week, who uh, emailed us with some very strange claims. And I feel a bit bad because I called it out on the on the show that me and Russ did the other Saturday prior to the England-France game. And, yeah, he's, he's, he's not been back in touch since. So I think he's been... Either he's been very well admonished and has gone back with his tail between his legs, or he's just... It was just a joke all along, in which case, fair play, because it was pretty funny, to be fair. I mean, that, that that's very much our humour, that... Well, mine. I, I, don't, I don't think Russ was too impressed. Russ was just more impressed with my reaction to it. As he is. Well, don't forget, we've got loads coming up next year as well. We've got some very good 96, 97 guests that have agreed to come on. So we'll have that coming up soon. Hopefully some hopefully some more of the current squad. And hopefully, I mean, all being well, hang on, we'll get to suggest, we'll get to celebrate a promotion and then we can have some of those players on. Again, which would be good. We might get Dave Challenger in a pub again, like four days after winning the league. That would be good. Oh, God, that was horrible, that. Oh. Have we got anyone left listening? Yeah, it actually went up by one then. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, it's come back down again now. It's yeah, come back. Just, I just go. <laughs> uh, oh, God. You're tuning in. So. But before we uh, before we wrap up the show and the year, I will be releasing the podcast before New Year because I thought it'd be nice. It'd be nice if it could be the last podcast of the year, the one that we did, the uh, big fat panel show quiz game thing that we did last week. And thanks to Des Hinks at the Scarf My Father War for his lovely piece and some great pictures of it. Everyone looking lovely in the audience. The audience looked like they were really having fun there, but in reality, it did not feel like that. It felt like it was. A, I mean, there's a bit in notion after to like half four in the morning. That was that was cracking. That was really good. But yeah, in, in terms of Andy James was very drunk. Would that be a surprise to you? No, no, no. Not but it is. You know, I've said this before. Notion is County HQ and mm. any other establishment in Stockport trying to claim such. Um, you're wrong. Sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> He was drunk at five o'clock when I met him, which was two hours before the quiz. He's probably drunk at one o'clock, to be honest. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think he was. I looked at his Twitter that day, and he definitely was. I mean, I, I, I was. To be, I was the right state, to be honest. It's, it's good. But, How but, many times per minute team? do you reckon he swore when he was drunk? Oh well, I've been listening back to the been listening back to the audio of it while editing, and I tell you, that's been hard work because we accidentally put it. I say we, Russ accidentally put it through the, lap, the laptop mic instead of the PA and mics that we yeah. use. So that's gonna that's gonna be a, a torrid editing process. But yeah, there was there was I mean there was a a paedophile joke inside the first five minutes. Like, whilst I was warming up, I was setting up for a paedophile joke, and yeah. he just came in with one of his own. So. Just that flavour of stuff that you want in it. Uh, Ryan Moore says, I know it's early days in his county career, but is Fraser Horse for our best defender since Ash Williams? Um, at this stage of their county careers, he's well better than Ash Williams. Yeah. Um, Ash Williams, I remember, made his debut away at Hartlepool 2-2 Tuesday night and was good in terms of a no-nonsense, you know, third division, clear the ball when it needs clearing centre-half. He had good spells. He went on to be outstanding under Jim, but at this point in his career, Fraser Horsfall looks like one of the best players we've had in 
years and years and years. He, he's so good. So good. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing how there were, there were people writing him off after like three or four games. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's he's, a, lot, he's, a lot of that early in the season. Yeah, he just looks an absolute step above everyone else on the pitch. Not just county players, but most of the opposition as well. He's he's calm. He's can pick a pass. He, defending is no problem to him. Um, it's great watching him. Really is another one that you know absolute credit to signing. Yeah, fantastic. Well, before, before we uh, wrap up, I'm I'm off onto the Grimsby podcast in about half an hour to preview preview the game next week. I was I was going to get him on air to do exactly the same thing, but I thought I I just that's too much like hard work. That I just want to get get pissed and talk bollocks, which I think I think we've done. It's been fantastic. But before we uh, before we wrap up, a, a few highlights of this year. Then what have you, what have you enjoyed, enjoyed? And I'll I'll do what County did and preface it with apart from promotion. Because I did love how County did that tweet saying what's your highlight of the year apart from promotion, and it was loads of people like Madden's goal against Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, winning the league. Um, oh, I'm gonna narrow it down. Let's or let's not narrow it down. Let's kind of divide it up into subsections. Um, I think game of the seat, game of the year, favorite game would be probably Eastley away. Loads of people have said that. But it did, you know, it was March, but it felt like it was the middle of July. It was really warm. We were on the south coast. You know, we felt like we were like a million miles away from home. It felt like a big effort. We still took a thousand there. It was the final game of, at the, we didn't know this, but it was the final game of that 22 game run. Um, we lost the following week at Wrexham. And it was, yeah, it just felt like we, promotion is inevitable now. The, we'd won two now. Wrexham came back that day and won 6 5 against Dover when they were 5-2 down. But it didn't matter because we still won. We were still ahead of them. And um, so I think Eastley, I think Kings Lynn away was good in its own kind of ludicrous Tuesday night in Norfolk kind of thing. Um, Moment, apart from Halifax, you don't have to probably say Torquay um, or Solihull. It's just been, you will, you know, we'll look back on it's. It's one of those things that when you're in the moment, it's very hard to appreciate just how important or big or good things are. And I think that it'll only be in three, four, five, 10, 15 years time, we look back on 2022 and think just how good and special it's been. That, you know, we started with, away at Alty, we won 4-1. We then pretty much won like 16 or 15 of the next 16 or 17 games. We wobbled, we got promoted, we wobbled at this level and then hopefully we're on course for another promotion now. It's it's all like the, the, this period of success at County now, going back to probably November 2018, is almost unprecedented in the club's history. And anyone who's part of it now having two league titles in three or four years. And well, it's two league titles in three years, in 19 to 22, you know, pushing, hopefully pushing more promotion now. Just got to realise how special and important it is. Um, very long convoluted words, and I'm not entirely sure what my favourite moments of the year are, but um, the whole thing has just been bloody 
good and let's hope for another 23 as good as it has been in 22. I said we are because I obviously you're you're the same as me. You you grew up watching us like ninety six, ninety seven, that amazing season, and then the the three or four years that followed that of just routinely beating beating teams that have been in the Premier League like yeah, yeah. before and since and stuff like that. And you, but I think I think when you when you're a kid, you do, you just think it's always going to be like that. And and for yeah. us to experience such hor- I'm going to get emotional now. For us to experience such horrible lows after that for what, a decade and a half. Yeah, have just have just solid lows, and then to be coming back in the in the way we are now. That's it. And it's not as people if people are sitting up taking notice as well. You're seeing people who support clubs that we've never had anything to do with, just saying, "Oh, it's good to see them back." It's yeah, right, and that's it. It's not as if we dropped from the Championship to League Two, which quite a few clubs have done. You know, Bolton did that. Bradford have done it. Grimsby Crew, um, Oldham, loads of clubs have done that. But we didn't do that. Well, we did do that, but then. We continued to drop, but we didn't just drop to the conference. We dropped to conference north. We dropped further that in living memory, certainly in the last kind of 30, 40 years, any club has dropped um, without going bust. You know, like Hereford, Chester and Darlington had it arguably worse than us and dropped further and started again. But no clubs dropped further just through being purely shit. These clubs dropped because the clubs were badly run and they folded. No one else has had to kind of just left bottom out at that level and then climb back up and start again. And I do think that that gives certainly everyone who was there and part of it and, you know, that kind of two or 3,000 who stuck with us, that it does feel all the more sweeter now. Um, that, you know, we had, we remember, 90, you know, not even that, like 92, 93, remember 96, 97, we remember beating City at Main Road, remember Hardiker, remember Wembley. Um, under Jim against Rochdale, but then we remember the dog shit under Turner and everyone else dropping down to Gainsborough, Colwyn Bay, Vauxhall Motors, Nuneaton, whoever else used to take the piss, Hyde, Tamworth, and then to see us climb back up with Danny Lloyd, Lewis Montrose, Hinchliffe to be part of that, Minihan, Oswell, uh, Matty Warburton, and then seeing people like Paddy. Will Collar and everyone take us on to the next level, get us back up into the football league, hopefully get us out of this level back into League One. The, there's no other club that has got that kind of history and that journey um, anywhere at all. There's no one else who's done it just, like I say, there's clubs who've dropped through financial reasons, there's no one else who's dropped as far as we have. And there's no one else that's coming back as strong as we are now. Lincoln did it um, a little bit, but I think we're going to, we'll pass them. And Stott's thing about championship in seven years. Well, what is he now? He's he's getting on for end of this season. We'll be halfway into that vision. Um, so let's hope. I we think get we're it. even even further on the way than we thought we'd be. We I, could I be. Think if we got this year, then we definitely will be. Yeah, that gives us yeah. another three and a half years to get out of League One. Yeah. 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 Well, before I get too emotional, um, just a, a, a nomination for my my favourite moment of this year. Something uh, Dylan's mentioned it in the comments actually, so this is for you, Dylan. County's unbelievable historical record here at Valley Parade looks to be continuing. Oh, terrible slip by Songo. What on earth happened there? <laughs> he lost the ball about five times there. It's, <laughs> it's uh, utterly bizarre. That's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Just glitched almost. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Just you, you don't need to be in Division Six to see shit like that. It's fantastic. Just at the end, very end of that clip there, just as the clip was fading out, it's probably Ash Palmer's last ever kick of a county ball. Oh, you had to bring it down again, didn't you? Still in the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but you know, from, from where we were, I never thought we'd get into get to that point of being absolutely devastated to you know have have a player who'd make himself a club legend like mm. that and just be that devastated to see someone go it's from where we were to where we are it's just oh i don't know yeah that's it and you know that's just a year ago we would we would have hoped for promotion but to do it in such style to be where we are now let's let's hope that 23 you know, even better. And this time next year, we're wrapping up again. I'll, we'll both have proper answers to your questions, and um, we we are looking good in League One. Wise words, indeed. Wise words. Well, thank you, Ben, for joining me. It's been a massive. It's been a bit of an impromptu pod. This, but I really wanted to. I really wanted to get one in before the end of the year. And Russ has got like family and people that care and love actually like stuff him. Like that. Yeah. So, yeah yeah so he, you know he, he has shit to do so really appreciate you joining me and for all the times you've joined us during the year as well with the live shows and stuff like that, hopefully there'll be more of that next year which will be good and thank you everyone for tuning in really really appreciated shouldn't have had all them ciders and all that rum really because i'm getting quite emotional now and i've got to go and uh talk shit with grimsby fans which is always good right that just about wraps us up. We will see you next year. I always hate it when people say that. When people say that like a couple of days before you and go, see you next year. But we, we will. We'll, we'll see you next year. And it'll, Next Wednesday, we'll be back. Back to normal. I th- well, as normal as it gets yeah. on here. We've played two games before then. We could yeah. be in the playoffs. Yeah, we could be. Yeah. Could be. With, with a game in hand. Imagine that. Oh, Against the team. That'd, that'd be magic, wouldn't it? Goals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm all I'm all for I'm all for. And for all the talk of Grimsby having a great start to the season, the kind of bit hit and miss at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, we'll fucking have them the fishy bastards. Right, see you next week, everyone, and next year. Ta-ra! Staff Bagara War is written and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. Our title music was composed by Dan Johnson. For more of our content, go to all the W's, scarfbegarawar.co.uk. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.